Stoop kids afraid to leave his stoop. 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 All right. Hello, you guys. Welcome to the Nickelodeon Summer Takeover. We double dare you to take a break from DCOMs and join us for the podcast where we guide you through all of our favorite Nickelodeon shows. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. I'm Sammy. Andoni. That's all it says on the notes. No intro. I fixed it. It says Andoni is here. Andoni's here. <laughs> Well, you don't have to leave your stoop for this episode, because today we're watching Hey Arnold. Here we go, here we go. Arnold! The everyday life of Arnold, a fourth grader in a nameless city that resembles Brooklyn, New York, who lives in a multiracial board... That was a multiracial boarding house with his grandparents and a motley assortment of neighbors and friends. This ran from 1996 to 2004. 1996 seems way earlier than I would have guessed, and 2004 seems way later than I would have guessed. 96 sounds correct to me, but um, 2004 seems really late. I guess that they- is odd because it only has four seasons. So I saw five seasons. Google said originally said 1994 to 2004, but then it said none of the episodes aired until 96. And it said the final episode aired in 2004. Maybe they just like really released them like super sporadically, like kind of how Steven Universe goes on super long hiatuses. Maybe. Okay, I think what happened was, oh, I don't understand this at all. So I'm on the Wikipedia. I might have to go into the season five Wikipedia specifically, but um, season one aired in 96 and then season five began airing in 2000, but then last aired in 2004. So for season five to last four years, doesn't make any sense. Let me Maybe see what happened Like one unreleased episode. I think I that's what it, oh, that is what, that looks like that's what it was. I kind of remember that there was just like, a, like episodes released sporadically because I remember they would like make a big deal out of each one. Like in the last season, there's one where they're like, Arnold and Helga finally get married, but then it just turned out to be a fever dream or something of hers. I think in the movie, it's implied that they get together officially. Yeah. I never saw the movie. Are you talking about the one where there's a, a, a runaway bus and then they made a video game out of it? No, it was like a like a heist movie. They did just release a Hey Arnold movie last year. Which I did it, not see. They did. I haven't watched it yet, but I do fully intend on watching it. I'm always so hesitant to watch that stuff, especially when I have such fond memories. That's true. Well, this one, they had the they had it written out and they had the entire script for it done. And then Nickelodeon just axed it. So they pretty much just revived their original movie that they were going to use from the beginning. So the that. reasoning behind that is interesting why they canceled it. Because the creator, um, Bartlett, I guess Bartlett Studios, or maybe it was just like a single person, they demanded that he create shows only for them. And he was in the process of making a show for Cartoon Network at the same time. So he did not agree to it. And so they they axed the last episode and the last movie. Do you know what show he was making for Cartoon Network? Or he was making a finale movie, sorry. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Let's look up Craig Bartlett. 
Thank you, Craig Bartlett. Was he also the one who was on Danny Phantom? Was that his show? I never watched that. He might have been. I'm going to look him up. Laurie, you'd find this interesting, though. The birth of Hey Arnold, the show, uh, was spawned by an idea based on a minor character that Bartlett was working on when he was working on Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh, shit. Oh, that yeah. does make sense. Yeah. So what? it was originally this girl named penny and her yeah friend oh my gosh that makes so much sense it was a girl who had like pennies for eyes or something it was kind of like a weird little the style is like as soon as you said it like i knew which bit you were talking about because the style is like super similar oh the uh cartoon network show he's working on was called party wagon i don't know that at all it makes me think of like party monster the macaulay culkin thing there are a few other shows that were kind of, i like picked out a few shows that were out around the same time as this and I thought it was interesting to see like some similarities and differences. So like Cat Dog, Rugrats, SpongeBob, oddly was out kind of around the same time. It's so weird to think that SpongeBob was back that long. Like it seemed I remember like when SpongeBob premiered. So to me it seems like it's, you know, not as old as it actually is because I was like 10. Yeah, it feels like a new show to me still, which is absolutely crazy because it's not. I mean, Wild Thornberries was kind of running at the exact same time as Hey Arnold. That's so weird. They're so different. Yeah. I also kind of remember the premiere of Wild Thornberries. I love mm-hmm. Wild Thornberries. I love Tim Curry. Anything oh Tim Curry touches. So good. I didn't realize he was in it until we watched it and recorded the episode for the Rugrats Go Wild that Tim Curry uh, was in it. Yeah. Was just- oh, yeah. He's so everybody else knew it. <laughs> Uh, did you guys know that this is the first animated series on Nickelodeon to use children as voice actors? No, but that's super that's, cute. That's awesome. Yeah. I also remember when they had like spots during the commercials to like show the kids doing recordings. And it was really strange to what? see the actress who voiced Helga like actually speaking in that voice. What does she look like? Was she adorable? I remember she was blonde and I'm gonna look him up I now. think I remember thinking that she was like big like tall but then again like girls are usually bigger than boys at that age so yeah <clears throat> I didn't think about it until I saw it on your lo- list Josh but recess and the show are very similarly like they feel very similar all the characters yeah, do. yeah. They have similar style of like the elementary school kids outside of school and their shenanigans yes I had like the perfect analogy as to what it was not Lord of the Fly, like Lord of Flies. What is it? Lord of the Lord Flies. Of the Flies. It was yeah. very not that. Well, no, it was kind of that, like a bunch of kids left to their own devices. At least maybe the episode that we watched today. It's like, it's very Lord of the Flies pre... Is it, It's not a spoiler to say that somebody gets killed in that, right? I mean, like... Everybody... Well, that's at the very end. Yeah. It's like kids on their own doing I things i feel like there's an episode of recess that's like directly oh yeah there's an episode of hey arnold that is pr- a pretty good mirror of that and it's when there's flooding going on oh, yeah. and all the kids oh, are trapped yeah. in the school and they were just learning about native american culture so of course in pre-politically correct america they uh all put on donned face paint and went like savage and attacked all the teachers and 
hold up in their own classroom. I love stuff. how anytime Arnold faces a little bit of actual adversary, he just like freaks the fuck out and then just like chills out and then is the person like there's like a brief like breaking point and then Gerald's like, no dude. And then Arnold's like, you're right. It's fine. And like gives some Charlie Brown ass speech to fix things. Yeah. He always seems like when you just normally think back on it, he just seems like this chill kid that nothing ever affects him. But then you watch these episodes like uh heat and he like actually loses it yeah yeah i mean but the thing is he's in fourth grade so that's what like at most 10 years old Mm -hmm. so we watch two episodes usually for this stuff we'll watch the first episode of this but three of the four of us are familiar enough with hey arnold that we kind of went for more of episodes that made me feel like it was summertime also just kind of pretty iconic episodes I see, like you say that, but when I think about it, like I started watching this and I was just having flashbacks to every, like, I feel like almost every episode of the show is iconic. I have watched every episode so many times that like the entire show is just well ingrained into my being. Yeah. I haven't watched them that much of a, as an adult and I still like immediately, like when I start a new episode, I've been watching them like on and off for the past year or whatever. Like as soon as I start watching an episode, I immediately remember the whole thing. So, like, the lockjaw one, like, I didn't even need to get to the sad parts, and I started crying, because I just, like, knew what was going to happen. Was lockjaw, that was the turtle, okay. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of the giant fish, whose name I can't remember. Oh, um. And they caught it with a swan boat. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. It was, like, big, uh. Big lockjaw. Big Al? lockjaw. Big Al is on South Park. Oh, big gay owl, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, about an episode of Hair, and all the show is pretty progressive. But yeah, now I'm, now I'm thinking about it. Like, I do, no, Stoop Kid was definitely, like, an iconic episode for yeah. me, mostly because that chant is so easy to remember, and it's so easy to adopt and shout at someone who's clearly less fortunate than you, so. It gets stuck in my head constant. Like, it's... right now, I'm literally just chanting, Stoop Kid's afraid to leave a stoop. I don't know Stupid. how, but that comes up and is relevant to, like, if I hear stuff that has the same, like, tone or amount of syllables as that, I'll get it stuck mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was just a fun nickname everyone had for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh. Oh. Sure. The first one we watched, Heat, was Heat. We actually watched them out of order because we just kind of picked episodes. So Heat was episode the first half of episode six of season one. Sure. Yep. Yes. And in this episode, it's a super, super, super hot summer, and it is currently 3 billion degrees in Texas, and I was physically uncomfortable watching this episode. It was so weird watching it being, like, it is probably about 106 out there, and in this episode, it is 106 degrees, and it's like, I feel it. It's so humid outside that it's the kind of hot where you swim through the air and your sweat just sits on you. And I take the bus to and from work every day. So I was watching this episode while I was on the bus is when I started it. And then like Texas, like I was just imagining what this city smelled like this whole episode. Oh, well, hot garbage because there's a garbage strike during the episode. Isn't it your aspiration to eventually move to New York? Like it pretty consistently smells like piss and garbage it smells like piss and garbage in austin's downtown but it's much hotter in austin's downtown so it's like the same smell but like boiling hot boiling hot okay well the trade-off is that in new york it's pretty uh what's the word everywhere 
I was walking down 6th Street the other night, and it smelled literally like shit. And I don't mean like dog, I mean like human feces as I was walking by. And I was like, I have to get past here. And I walked down to another corner, and there was, are we doing another shit episode? Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, Uh, but like, this episode did that. Like, you could just like, as he's walking through the streets, I'm like, everybody smells so bad every single person like i smelled bad today because it was just so hot my deodorant was like oh you thought you could get a work day's work out of me friend no thank you two hours is all you get and now you smell like an ass crack no i love the suit like they were little animation details that made me think oh yeah that is what it's like on a very hot day like arnold's hair was like the hair yeah it was just like but not only that, but his face gooey. was drooping too. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what it feels. It feels like you're melting. Okay. I knew that Arnold's head was shaped weird. And as a kid, I was like, yeah, his head's weird, but you know, it's football <laughs> head. But as an adult, I'm like sitting there like, how does this work? What is this? <laughs> like, well, I mean, everyone's just... got a, his is just the weirdest shaped head, but like everyone's got a strangely shaped head. Everyone, the grandpa <laughs> and the older people, they look like demons, but not. <laughs> I'm like, well, how like did- I always, uh, as a kid, I was troubled by trying to figure out what Gerald's head shape was in regards. It's a can. It's an open can. No, so- that's Eugene is an open can. Oh, you're right. Gerald is like a a lollipop with a fat stick. Yeah, I was just I like trying to wonder like how much of that is hair and how much of that is deformed skull. There was like a, a making of thing uh, of Hey Arnold on Nickelodeon at one point and it was literally the artist describing the objects that they used to form their head. Oh, I remember yeah. that. I yeah. forgot Like the about one it. girl's head is a spider. Yeah. Uh, what's, um, Nadine. Oh, Nadine, yeah. And oh, Helga damn. is two I'm broomsticks crossing. Yeah. Um. Gerald's, uh, Gerald's head is real weird but I think Harold no Harold's head is real real weird Gerald I think Gerald's like doesn't go all the way up I think he's got a high and tight which was like pretty popular in the 90s yeah but like I just I want to know how much like I get that it's probably not all school I just need to know how much is school probably about the same amount as Marge Simpson how much of hers is school not most of it are there pictures of her without her hair? No, but there's like times when her hair. I don't even watch The Simpsons like really at all. I've only think I think I've only seen like less than ten episodes. But there's like times when her hair gets like flattened down or something. Like when she's in the car, it's like flopped back. What if her skull is just soft? What if her fontanelles never closed? There's like a cool little art thing that was going around reddit where it's like the inside of hey arnold's head and the inside of his friend's head and like you can see like the skull structure of what it kind of would be if it were real oh i think i remember seeing one of those for like charlie brown and it was real weird i don't think i want to see that i started googling it and i'm i'm good i don't i don't i don't need to know i take it back i'm fine with the mystery of the skull to hair ratio of gerald okay i really related with this episode because I went through about three years where my car did not have air conditioning and it does something to you. (laughs) That's my life right now. When you sit in a car that has no AC, like it just amplifies the heat like tenfold. And when you get out, you're dripping and you're mad at the world and you feel a little crazy. My car right now has, my old car, I have shitty cars, 
uh, my old car, the air conditioner didn't work because jo- I think you were in town when it happened, Josh. Like one day the fuse just decided that the air conditioner was just going to run all the time, even when the car was completely turned off. Oh. And so I just had to take the fuse out because like that was the only way to make it not run. And so, but that one was like cloth seats. So the air conditioner not working sucked, but it was like now my car has leather seats and I've realized it's far inferior a because like leather sucks b because it gets really hot so you sit in it and immediately sweat and then you're stuck in traffic and instead of like soaking into the seat of the car it just you're just wet all over yeah I never understood why my parents always insisted on having cars with leather seats it's dumb it gets hot as fuck it hurts when you get into the car and you get stuck to it do you and whenever you stand up, it just like peels your skin off. It's gross. So, so we should talk about this episode, actually. But this is a good like that was that's what this show made us all think we're yeah, watching, yeah. Which is like pretty cool because it's like a 12 minute little thing. Okay. Yeah. My favorite bit of this, and this is where I was like, oh, this is a good show, even though I can't really remember it and I didn't really watch it, is he walks to the convenience store, the door opens and it goes ding dong. And it was like I know that sound. I know this time period. I know what it feels like to walk into a convenience store in the middle of summer when it's a million degrees and the door goes ding dong. Do they just do that anymore? They don't really do that anymore. Yeah, on shows like, especially kids shows, there's just like a lack of ambiance. And the show like really put in every detail they could. It brought the ambiance. It brought the sounds. It brought the music. The show is so amazing at just eliciting a mood. Like yeah. it, it does it and the paired episode of this one because hey arnold is like 12 minute episodes so they'll do two episodes per 30 minute block and so the pairing with this one which we didn't watch for the podcast was snow and it was like the snow day and so it was just like the juxtaposition was really yeah. neat to watch yeah i didn't finish watching it yeah, the the I still remember. I wish we would have done the snow one, but I wanted to stick to the summer thing. But the little like rhyme rap that the mailman says in that one gets stuck I in my head the all snow. the time. I hate the, it's I, something something. I hate the rain. Something something. I hate this. I never remember the actual words. Well, though, because it, what it is is it's supposed to be like the mailman's oath, but like yeah, in rain or sneet or sleet or snow or shine or skeet, uh, <laughs> in skeet also in skeet. <laughs> That's um, very Midwest. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that one, that was a good, that one also always, anytime I think about Hey Arnold, I always think of the little song that the mailman's singing. So he goes to buy ice. Um, there's like a massive line and he gets the last one. And like, I was just like, even watching this one, I was so uncomfortable watching it. Like when he went to grab the last one, I'm like, Arnold, you can just live in there. Just live in the, <laughs> just just live in the ice box. Well, also just like the way his face falls for a second and like, oh, oh, Arnold, dummy, like just look to this, like we can see it on the screen. They should have like panned over a little bit more. Like the animation's still rough in this episode because it's the first season and they haven't really found their stride yet and they haven't refined the style. But yeah, the way his face falls just like really upset me. He ends up getting it and taking it home and then it melts on the way there but like doesn't spill. So it's like a pretty high quality plastic bag. Got to give him credit yeah, for that. It is. Um, I mean, a good amount has dripped out probably because he definitely like left a trail of water. Fine. fine, Andoni. It was a shitty plastic bag. Plastic is horrible. 
Haven't you? That's ever... true. Plastic is bad. Don't use single way use plastic. Yep, 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 yep. Never mind. My Good social PSA. lesson for the day is ruined. Good PSA. <laughs> That's the thing is like you go get a drink to cool yourself down. And by the time you get home, the ice melts in the drink. And it's like kind of a warm drink. It's the worst. Um, Gerald's like, you can't go back inside empty-handed, and Harnold tries to because he's kind of an optimist, and then you just hear all of the old people who live at the boarding house just, like, yelling at him. Yeah, they're, like, verbally attacking an eight-year-old. It's, it's <laughs> that lazy-daisy summer. It makes you cranky. He it yeah, does. It does. They also, like, hadn't refined the characters yet in the show, so there was, like, a lady... Or maybe more than one uh, person in the boarding house that you that like they never bring back again. Yay! In the future, I love those random characters. Uh, they bust open a fire hydrant, and then all of the water, Gerald and uh, Arnold do, and all of the water. They're like, "Yay, relief!" And then they pan over, and all the water gets sucked up for an actual fire. And it's like at this point, they've sold to you how miserable everybody in this town is. That, like, you're actually like, God, what shitty firemen using all of the water. <laughs> then these children just needed to cool down for a second. And I was like, am I rooting for the them leaving the building on fire right now? I kind of wish, <laughs> like, this type of thing made me wish that I grew up in a city when I was a kid. Because, like, there's a whole different culture of, like, neighborly interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Kevin and I were just in Brooklyn the other day. And we were walking through um, Williamsburg which I don't know if that means anything to any of you. It doesn't mean anything to me. But um, there's a large Hispanic population there. So, like, they're just hanging out on the on the street in front of their houses with, like, folding card tables, and they're playing dominoes. And I've oh. definitely seen times when, like, a fire hydrant is open partially, and kids are just playing in the street in their bathing oh, yeah. suits. Cool. Yeah. And so, like, that kind of thing always seemed really fun. I didn't know if that was actually real or just, like, city magic on TV. Well... Fire hydrants don't open up the way that they show it. Yeah. It opens from the side part. So it like gushes out into the street, not up. Well, that's less fun, but probably more safe. So the pool is next on. (laughs) (laughs) That transition. um, List of things to try. And it is packed full. And I just imagined how tepid that water probably was. It was probably Uh, like bath water that's been sitting there for like 40 minutes. Yeah, the one guy was like, it's not even cold water. It's people soup at that point. You don't want in there. They're all just standing. There's no room to swim. They're just all standing. It reminded me of going to the pool as a kid, and then you'd go, and it'd be super packed, so you just kind of, like, stand there with your friends, and you're like, maybe I'll swim a little. So then you go underwater, and then just, like, accidentally grab somebody's leg, and then melt. Or there's just too many people, and then you can't get back to the surface, and then you panic a bit, and then... You think you're going to die. Your life flashes before your eyes. And then you make it back to the top and you're like, oh, thank God. I'm just looking at pictures of super crowded pools in China. And it's like, why? Did, first of all, everyone has a float, like a ring tube. And oh, yeah. There's just so many people trying to cram into one space. Oh, but this looks like a really nice resort. There's so- some really cool, like, water resort, like, feature park things while you guys plan your vacation the jolly ollie man was price gouging and my thing what he was doing was unethical but at the same time it's fair that he raised the prices a little bit but who's trying to sell ice cream for 20 bucks he aimed way too high he could have sold him for like two bucks a piece made double his profit 
been fine. Yeah. Well, and also his main demographic is children who yeah. definitely don't have $20 to spend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that kid was like, I have 74 cents. Like, yeah. Well, so my question is, would 74 cents normally buy him something from the ice cream truck? I feel like it still would even now, almost. In the 90s, I definitely remember like 25 cent, like lollipop, like oh, yeah. the... Um, Creepy popsicle. character ones? Yeah, yeah. like the yeah. cheapest ones. Yeah. SpongeBob with the demon eyes. The little Flintstones push pops. Oh, those oh. are so good. That's oh yeah. yeah. Yes. What were the what were the red, white, and blue ones? Were those something rockets? Pops. Jolly Ollie Man is a penis head. He's gouging prices. Arnold loses his shit and he incites a riot. I think he was trying to do peaceful protesting. Well, I think he was just trying to intimidate the Jolly Ollie Man into being like, "Oh, you're right. I'm being unreasonable." Fair. Yeah. But then all of the kids were like, "No ice cream. No peace." No ice cream. No. Oh yeah, we watched two chanting episodes. Flipping the truck over. Well, that's Helga because she always goes like way to the extreme. Oh, yeah. yeah, but like they were all on board. Yeah, oh, Arnold. Yeah. I think Arnold in more than one episode incited social unrest. There were a lot of little kids running around, but even then, I felt like I got a little taste of all of their personalities. Which actually, we're getting towards the end of this episode. It ends up raining, like right when they're about to flip the truck, and then everybody—it's like a werewolf situation. The full moon is gone, and everybody has regained their peaceful coexistence. I mean, it's nuts when you're hot and you're cranky. Like the immediate change in your temperament. <laughs> if yeah, if you get like some sugar, just like mainline some sugar, and then take a cold shower, and you're just like, you come out, and you're like, I'm so sorry, I tried to murder you. <laughs> I'm good now. Yeah. Howard, thank you for being here today. <laughs> the next episode we watched was Stoop Kid. Stoop, stoop, stoop kids, kids afraid to leave a stoop. Stoop kids afraid to leave a stoop. Stoop kids afraid to leave a stoop. Stoop kids afraid to leave a stoop. Josh has no rhythm in his bones. I'm just I'm never leaving this stoop. Josh has never left his room. Josh is artificial intelligence. Oh gosh. Hey, he calls you smart. Artificially. Artificial. <laughs> it's something. This one has Harold, who literally looks like a pig and he's the bully. Yeah. And well, this opening is like very much what you were talking about with the Lord of the Flies thing. Like they're just unattended kids running rampant in the city, like playing kickball in the middle of the street. Yeah. And like a car comes by and it's like, Honk, and they all run out. And then the car leaves and they all run back. Did you guys actually do that? I never was allowed to do that where you like play in the street and they're like car and then they leave no. everything. I did, but I lived on like a cul-de-sac when I was a young child. Josh, are you done learning how football's played so you can explain the scene? They were pulling a Uzi on the Y-12 69er down the court. I love 69ing. Arnold went in to kick the ball. It flew further than anyone expected landed right on stoops kid stoop you don't go there what is the legend of stoop kid gerald aka andoni it's been passed down from grade to grade for the last six years uh, so nobody knows where this kid came from someone's womb obviously but so they think he was either abandoned yeah. on the stoop like in very old timey when people would take kids to like a nunnery or an orphanage or he was left there by aliens, or he like grew out of a crack in the ground or something, and he was unloved and rejected, and he became inhumane and distant and feral. I remember as a kid- His parents are just inside doing drugs, right? I mean, almost certainly. Okay. 
But like, I remember as a kid, that part where Gerald is telling the story and he like the, the animalistic version of Stoop Kid like whips around and his eyes are red and he's like snarling. Like, I remember that scaring me as a child. Yeah. There were some really terrifying episodes of Hey Arnold. And also just like, if you really think of it, like a lot of sad stuff, like Stoop Kid's slept out there. Like he had a hammock. Yeah. Yeah. He did not have a good home life at all. Well, they show how he bathes. He just sticks, and also he only washes his hair. He just like sticks it over the side of the the stoop and uses a hose. I mean, the other thing is like, how old was this kid? Like, he was also a truant, probably. He was definitely older than the other kids. I'd put him at like 13, 14. Well, he also like, well, he was definitely a truant because he was not educated to the the age that he should have been because as we learn when Arnold is spying from him from a trash can across the street that he's reading basically the little engine that could I think people just thought he was a weird kid and never ever helped him no it's one of those like it's psychologically proven that like if there's a bigger group people are less likely to act because like they assume that somebody else will act yeah yeah, yeah. that's why Arnold is so cool because he breaks the mold. Yeah. Also, this is another situation in which he is the one that causes the social unrest because he figures out Stoop Kid never leaves his stoop. He runs, he steals the ball and runs away. And he's like, oh my God, I think he's afraid to leave his stoop. And then they spread the word. And then all the kids start chanting and like stoop basically shitting on his stoop. Stoop Kid's kid afraid, afraid to leave his stoop. stoop. Um, this part was slightly traumatic, but also funny. And also I wanted to chant, but also Stoop Kid was very much visibly distressed. Oh my yeah. God. He was like in crisis. He was having a panic attack, like a full on. So oh, yeah. at one point in my notes, I forgot how this episode ended. I wrote, Arnold learned that Stoop Kid was mean because he's scared. So like he couldn't face what scared him about leaving the soup. So he lashed out, which was disproved by what happened at the end of the show. No, nah, he's just mean. Yeah. Well, the other thing is they never give like a backstory. I actually rewound the episode after I finished it. I was like, wait, did I miss a part where they talk about why he's afraid to leave the stoop? And they just don't. He's just like, uh-huh. I can't ever leave the stoop. And Arnold's like, well, I'll help you without any sort of background or reason why you are the way you are, which is like fine, I guess, because that's his own personal, you know, that's a personal thing. But also like, it's hard to help someone if you don't know the reason why okay but i also think that's kind of real life where you like you think oh i'm gonna help this person and then you like you see it through and you think there's a change and then something happens you're like oh i didn't really do anything and i can't really try to just change everyone yeah and i think that's very real so I kind of liked that, that you didn't really... Yeah. yeah. But there was that twist. But that's the thing I've always admired about Arnold is that he sees the good in everybody. It doesn't matter. Like, Stoop Kid was an actual nightmare to both Arnold and literally everybody around him. Like, yeah, he's, he's not a good dude. And Arnold is still just like, hey, I'm going to try to help you. Uh, partially because I feel like if you get better, then you'll be nicer. But also just because, like, that's the, that's the goodness in Arnold. He, like just tries to help people he ends up letting scoop scoop kid he stays on a scoop famously arnold convinces arnold convinces stoop kid to leave the scoop god i scoop kid (laughs) and at that that's the point where i was like oh he's not mean he was just scared and then stoop kid's like no i'm staying on my stoop but now i can harass people and then he just like uh 
Harold walks by and drops a popsicle on the stoop. And then he's like, ah, oh, you can't get me. And then Stoop Kid's like, fuck you. I'm unchained to the stoop I once was chained to. And then chases Harold down the street. Literally yeah. shouting, hey, fat boy, I'm going to roll you downtown. <laughs> 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 Which, um, like, it's very cruel, but also Harold is a piece of shit. So, yeah. yeah. Also, that voice actor for Stoop Kid was like, it was perfect. For... Can, you an, can you do an impression? No. Stoop Kid. <laughs> Hey, fat kid. No, I can't do it. Um, but also, like, so Stoop Kid leaving his stoop became, like, a citywide event, and it was, like, yeah. newsworthy. The media so was there. So you can tell that this is – it always comes back to 9-11. This was pre-9-11 world. Okay. Tell me, you tell me that Nancy fucking Grace would not be all over this story IRL, though. I mean, Probably. Where are the lawyer? Get the lawyers. The children are in trouble. The children. <laughs> this poor child. I can't do a good Nancy Grace. I'm not Carson Cressley. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was one of the original Fab Five. And oh. He's now a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. He does like a pretty good Nancy Nancy Grace. I'm Nancy Grace. She's like, she's like nasally and southern. Stoop and kid has to leave his stoop. The stoop kid has to leave his stoop. Now you you gotta protect the children. Was that good? I've never actually really listened to her because she's just very abrasive. Well, I really hope that Nancy Grace doesn't listen to this podcast and then attack me on Twitter. Yeah. What did we learn? That you can have children's cartoons that are quality and hold up as an adult. Oh yeah. I learned that I still won Arnold's room and his life because it was super cool. God, his room with the his alarm clocks like his own head and it like snaps open and shut and goes, Hey Arnold, hey Arnold, hey Arnold. It's also made out of potatoes, so he yeah. turns it off by just unplugging the potato. So good. But also he had like a thermometer in the heat episode that was definitely homemade. So it looked like an electronic watch face that he had attached like some type of tinfoil radar on. So was he like a secret inventor that we never really learned about? I think he was just like always like doing shit. Like he was extra smart and like put it to use. Maybe he has that disease that um, James Franco has where you only need to sleep for like four hours. I don't feel like that's a real thing. I don't feel like you're a real thing. Ooh, that quip. That was so timely <laughs> and immediate. <laughs> Harold at the beginning of this episode tried to get Arnold pissed off enough to like kick the ball or whatever. He said like, "Oh, you're too scared to kick the ball. You don't want to hurt your toesy woesies." And Arnold just like glares at him and he's like, "Toesy woesy this." And that's when he like kicked the ball. And then in the first episode, Grandpa got really mad at somebody and he's like, "He's turning into a hot-headed loony." I just like, forgot <laughs> how fun the language in this show was. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Because there's one where like Harold gets knocked out, and I very vividly remember like when he comes to, he's like, "Easy peasy, lemon squeezy." Well, also, I'm gonna roll you downtown, like fat boy, <laughs> fat boy. I mean, obviously, it's not cool to fat shame someone, but just like I'm gonna roll you downtown, like what the fuck? <laughs> the show's so cleverly written; it's great. I learned that sometimes people react to their own fear and anger and i'm gonna like even though stoop kid turned out to be an asshole at the end of that like i feel like that still holds true he's probably still like he's 
willing to leave his stoop now, but like he's not willing to take any risks or go to school because he might fail. And if he's on a stoop, he can't fail. Yeah. So, um, it maybe kind of mine means- is that you can't always help people the way you want to because Arnold definitely had like a savior complex. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think I'm definitely the same way. So I think that's a lesson that I have to learn personally is that you can't help everyone. How are you going to love somebody if you can't love yourself? I have a review from Jacob Fadowski in March of 2003. Good show. I've been watching Hey Arnold for a long time, and I know that there is specifically one episode that I will never forget. That episode is Stoop Kid. I waited the whole episode for Stoop Kid to leave his stoop, and at the end, he did. Another one of my favorites is the one where they spend all day with a famous person, and Arnold gets to get stuck with the Jolly Ollie man when he tells Arnold about his rough life and how mean his dad was to him. I have a billion other favorite episodes. So it just sounds like every episode they liked. Yeah. I'm Neat. trying to find an actual review from somebody who doesn't like this. Okay, here we go. Who doesn't like the show? Yeah, this is just called Horrible by Freddy That Got Fingered. (laughs) This gets gets pretty not great. Um, This show has got to be one of the worst in history. I mean, please, Arnold has got to be the stupidest character in the history of forever. I mean, his name is even gay. Plus, the storylines are usually pointless and unexciting, especially the one about the list. I mean, how old is this show that play catch with every kid in the park is one of the things for a perfect Saturday? Plus, it's totally unrealistic. I mean, I'm not saying this is an episode, although it could be. If Arnold found a wallet, he would search up and down looking for the guy who lost it. However, a real could, and admit it, you would, would take the money and run. Totally unrealistic. So they're, like, mad at an episode that didn't even happen in this scenario. Um, (laughs) This is down there in the worst Nick show's been with Jimmy Neutron, Wild Thornberries, Rocket Power, the new All That, Rugrats, It's Gotten Pretty Old, The Amanda Show, and several others. This show needs to be... So did they not like Nickelodeon at all? I don't think they did. And also, like, it's not fair to be like, this isn't an episode that happened, but I bet it could happen, and I hate it. Speaking of the Perfect Day episode, though, we should talk about that time we reenacted the Perfect Day episode. We mostly did it. Yeah. It kind of happened almost like the show, because, like, oh, we'll ride bikes. And then I didn't have a bike pump, and both of the tires were flat. And we decided it would be too creepy for two adults to, like, go to a park and just be like, hey, you want to play catch? So then we were supposed to play catch with your dog. I think that may have happened, but your dog doesn't really like catch. We played in the living room because she'll yeah. play catch if you get her super excited. Um, but she doesn't just like from scratch play catch. But we weren't going to go out to a park because that wasn't going to happen. Is this a thing that you just did randomly together one time or was it like... We planned it out. Yeah, we we watched the Hey Arnold Perfect Day episode and we were we were like let's do it all and like one of them was like eat like two bowls of sugary cereal for breakfast while watching cartoons while watching cartoons and so the cartoons we watched were hey arnold <laughs> that's perfect we didn't do the whole movie thing because like what does he do see a movie three times we're not millionaires we can't afford to go to a real oh, movie we went and saw one movie which was killing of a sacred deer <laughs> oh which put a real was... weird vibe on the day why did we do killing of a sacred deer i think i was just like it was like the movie that was out that we wanted to see. Yeah, and I was in the mood for like a weird indie movie. And I was like, well, here we go. Weird indie movie. It literally <laughs> opens with an actual human heart being operated on. Huh. Well, I mean, if you've ever seen Antichrist, it just starts with full frontal penetration. So. 
That's something for you. I haven't seen that. But as a podcast, as a group, we did watch Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Balls. So yes, we're no prudes here. Spontaneously <laughs> as well. <laughs> what? Is this in the scat episode? No, no, it wasn't. It's it's a secret. But let me just tell you, instead of Hagrid leading Harry to Hogwarts, it's Fag Hagrid, who's a drag queen. Oh, my God. There's no sex for like the first 20 minutes. So the first 20 <laughs> minutes is just like just straight up. Uh, Harry does get his dick out, but he just kind of like rubs <laughs> it for a second and then puts it away. That's pretty much it. I don't even remember how that happened. I think we were talking about it in the chat, you and I were, and then like Josh was like, oh. And, I was like, like oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, there's no <laughs> sex for like the first 20 minutes. So the first 20 minutes is just like a super gay drag Harry Potter. The first that sounds great. Solid gold. When he goes to Ollivanders, the, the wands are all dildos. And so he has to find like the perfect one. <laughs> yeah. It's not really good though. When they start having sex, it gets ruined. But yeah, it's after not, that, it's just that part's not good. It's a it's a fun it's a fun watch. You should watch it. You'd enjoy it. It's great. Huh. I don't like this game anymore. Um, how do we end this? Hey, Josh, Donald. you can't just put "Hey" in front of something and make it "Hey Arnold." Hey, and Donald, your name is the closest to Arnold. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know what? I left my stoop, but it wasn't that great. My stoop's got a lot of good things. Like a Facebook. If you work up the courage to leave your stoop today, wander on over to iTunes and rate, comment, and subscribe. And find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and email at podmostogether at gmail.com and also just the, the website that's podmostogether.com. And leave us a comment in the comment section of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Balls. Find it. It's on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> I will personally send somebody a handwritten thank you. <laughs> <laughs>